Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Welcome back to another episode of the Almost Agreeable Podcast. I'm Chris. With me, as always, is Ed, and we are here this week to talk about the conclusion of the 2020 NFL regular season. Now, coming into that week, we had a bunch of different scenarios of how the playoff lineup would look, and particularly in the AFC with the five, ten, and five teams. And then, you know, all Green Bay really had to do in the NFC there was lock up the number one spot, um, with just a win over the Chicago, and then kind of after that, everything fell into place a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. There w- there wasn't really going to be a lot of shuffling around in the NFC. Right. Um, in the AFC, just like you said, all of those teams could have been five, six, or seven. Yep. And to think that, you know, when you watch Red Zone and see how many games were actually going on on this day, it was a little overwhelming trying to catch everything especially when you're trying to watch your non-playoff team do something good to close the season <laughs> so that that was going on along with a lot of you know following along with what Tennessee was doing what Miami was not doing yeah um so what we're going to do today is we're going to get into some of the games that had those playoff implications and talk about some of those things and then move into what they're calling super wild card weekend right yeah, because this is the first year that we're doing an expanded playoff with seven playoff teams as opposed to six. For these of you that don't know, that's what's going on. It's usually six teams. The top two seeds get a bye, but not this year. Just the one seed. One seed's getting a bye. So that would be uh, Kansas City and Green Bay. So without any further ado, let's jump into Week 17. Week 17. Oh, man. So, yeah, no no Thursday game. Nope. Nothing, no Monday game, just no, everything straight on up Sunday. Football Sunday. Football Sunday, all 16 games. Um, I mean, really, the first one that I started watching and that was like, okay, we'll, we'll see what they can do because it was a close game last time Miami and Buffalo. Right. And a division game and a must win for Miami. Like, if Miami wins this game, they can just, they could be that seventh seed. They're in. Win and you're in. Win and you're in. Those, you're going to say yeah. that a lot this episode. <laughs> yeah. One of those scenarios where you you prefer that to a win and hope something happens, like if you're a Giants, or we'll get there later. Yep. But they got 56 points put up on them in a game they needed to win on what has been argued this season as the number one, number two defense in the league. One, one of the best defenses they were... Very efficient at producing turnovers, right? At, at producing takeaways, and that's that was the driving force of that team. Yeah, you had Tua who was doing enough to keep the team af- to keep the like team afloat during their games, but right. really it was that defense that was giving him opportunities, right? But then towards the end of the season, as you, if you evidence like the Raider game last week and then the game this week, he's kind of fizzled. Yeah, like he came in with being a game manager, everyone was excited, and then just. Kind of nothing after that. I mean, Miami had to be thinking, well, shit, this was the wrong week for Ryan Fitzpatrick to get COVID. Yeah. you know they wanted to put him in. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. It was just an ugly game. Uh, two or three, like, two or three picks in that game? Something like that? It, it, he just, 
he didn't play horrible, honestly, but they could not keep up with Buffalo. They just couldn't. Buffalo put up 28 points in the second quarter. Like, they, they just couldn't keep up. Right. I actually think that that offense reminded me a lot of things that Kansas City does in the sense of putting up points quickly. You just said it, 28 points in a quarter. What other team in the NFL do we know does that? Yeah. Against a good defense. Yeah. So, in a division game. So, it's just, I think this is premature to say, given that Buffalo does have to play next week, but I think that they have a legitimate shot of being a team that could possibly challenge the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward in these playoffs. What, what do you think about Miami moving forward in, like, next season? I don't know, really, because you think about, like, Tua, he got his first taste of NFL this season, you know, after the season they put him in, and then you just have to wonder if, you know, he's going to be their guy moving forward. They have the number three draft pick. Yeah. Thanks to Houston. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, true. Okay, yeah. so they have the number three draft pick. I say if, I you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be there, but if Justin Fields is there, you just... Go for it. I think you go for it. I that that would just be like such a big turnover in the these last couple of years. Like I get it, they've been rebuilding, but like you got to settle on a guy. And I, I understand it's hard to find that guy. It's not easy. Just oh, why don't you just draft yourself an Aaron Rodgers? Why don't you just draft yourself a Tom Brady? Yeah, I think it'd be so much easier though. Like look what Arizona did. Okay, because what they drafted Josh Rosen. One season is all they needed to see that he was not the guy. They went out and drafted Kyler Murray. Looks like he is the guy. Do you spend five years of the rookie contract in mediocrity saying we fucked up this draft pick? Or do you say in year one, yeah, we don't think so. Let's go get another one. So that, I mean, that's unfortunate for him. But like, I, I don't know what you do. Like he's, I say if Justin Fields is still at number three, you take him. You take him? Other than that, then move forward to him. Maybe, maybe it's coachable. Look, look at Josh Allen. Everyone yeah. thought Josh Allen was going to be butt. Buns, whatever, however you want to describe it. Buns. Buns. Butt cheeks. But he, he's, he was able to accept criticism, he was able to be coached, and he refined his accuracy, and now he is a number two seed in the AFC with a legit shot, you know, to take a team possibly to the Super Bowl since, since they last went and lost four times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. I mean, so that, that was a heartbreak for Miami. I think that if Miami wins that game... And make it in the playoffs, I think Brian Flores is coach of the year. I don't know. Okay, yes. I, I can there's, say there's, I mean, there's an argument there. There's a couple other there's coaches. I think there. Kevin Stefanski, if he's, we're going to talk about coach of the year. And that's what I would say. He's he's up there too. Right. Definitely so, for but sure. But you're right. There's an argument. If they win that game, even with that, they didn't win that game. The argument still could be made. It could be Brian Flores. Not a winning argument, but the fact that no one had Miami chasing the playoff spot this late in the season week 16 week 17 like still alive when everyone thought this would be another rebuild year for them and they almost pulled off something crazy nobody even thought they were going to be anywhere near like a playoff team nor were they going to be i mean yeah they're three games back from buffalo but like nobody thought they were going to be a 10-win team nobody thought they were going to be second place in the afc east no they they had the last ranked defense in 2019 do you know that no, I did not know that. Which makes Ooh. for, and this is like, I was saving this for a weird stats, but it's not really a weird stat. It's just a <laughs> fucking stat that they went from last ranked to one and two, like throughout the season, first and second ranked defense in the league. So quite a turnaround. Like you said, coach of the year argument can be made for Brian Flores, I think, regardless of that game or not. So 
yeah, moving forward, I think Miami has a lot to look forward to. It's a bright future. Well, I was, I was talking today, and it was just like, well, the Steelers got Minka Fitzpatrick from Miami. Yeah. Imagine if he was still on that squad. The squad who's been known for its defense. They have the interception leader of the year in Xavier Howard. Like, imagine if he was still there. Right. And you think, like, you know, they got some good draft picks for that trade. Yeah. So you think yeah. about you think about these teams like that. You think about the Raiders a couple years ago when they had just all those first rounders and second rounders for two seasons, and you kind of see what they're able to put together. They didn't even win ten games this year. Miami did, and they still have these draft picks. Like I said, I think yeah. I said earlier this season, like the Oklahoma City Thunder of fucking the NFL. <laughs> yeah, just everything. Just they have all the fucking draft capital, and that's not even to say they will use all those picks. I mean, now you have trade capital. Yeah. So. You know, we'll see here. As a 10-win team, you now have, you know, the people maybe desiring to come to Miami now. It's not like fucking Jacksonville or the Jets where everyone's trying to get out. Everyone's going to want in. There's some pull there. Yes. Especially with Brian Flores. Like, you want to you wanna play for that guy. Yeah, no-nonsense guy. He reminds yeah. me a lot of uh, just the way he conducts himself, like Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. We've spent much too long on the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fish the the old fish fish the miami fish so another game with playoff implications which wasn't really a, a game everyone was looking forward to because pittsburgh rested their starters yeah but nonetheless a big deal for cleveland for the, you know the city the fans and the browns uh 17 year playoff drought right 2002 is the last time they were in yikes so i think the most concerning thing here is now with that win, they're in, but now they play Pittsburgh in the first round again. in Pittsburgh. Again, for the third time this season. Yep. And you came up a game where, yes, it's easy to get wrapped up in the emotions of getting to the playoffs after so long, but you kind of barely just beat a team that sat, like, all their dudes. Yeah. And it's kind of concerning to me, I, and I hate it. I hate it because I want the Browns to do well, but, like, this, I don't, this isn't it. I'm finally starting to see Baker turn a corner. In his maturity and his playing, and now he has to play Pittsburgh again in Pittsburgh without Kevin Stefanski. And yeah, that came out today. Today, yeah, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, but yeah, Tuesday reported that Kevin Stefanski and two other uh, coaches have COVID, so they're not going to be at the game. I mean, unless they make like the world's most miraculous recovery. I mean, th- this of course is suboptimal. Uh, to be playing against a division rival without your head coach. But at this point, I mean, you've already, if you're a Browns fan, you have kind of already won because you made it to the playoffs. Okay, baby steps. All right, made it back to the playoffs, which everybody thought they were going to do last year. Yeah. Didn't happen. So they make it. Freddie Kitchens, but continue. Yeah, he's horrible. So they make it to the playoffs, but it's kind of like you're playing with house money right now. Like, if you lose... They're like, well, you could easily pin it on, well, we don't have our head coach. Right. We, we literally don't have our head coach. And this very is the Steelers. Key, yeah, right. very key pieces. And this is the Steelers. This right. hard-nosed, like, defensive-minded team that just always kicks our ass. Big brother. But if you win, you have beaten this Goliath that started out the season 11-0, and everybody is just going to dogpile right onto the Steelers. Oh, yeah. And just be like, how... How do you lose this game? It's a big, it's a huge, low risk, high reward. Yep. Low exactly. risk, high reward weekend we're coming into for Cleveland here. And I think, like I said, I don't, I don't like this at all. 
for the Browns, but I think it could get ugly. I think that the Steelers could make this game, you know, a route. Make a statement? And just be like, yeah, yeah, like, toodaloo. Ugh. But, you know, we'll see. It really has been like a fucking Jekyll and Hyde act with the Steelers this year. I mean, I say that, and that would, that would, that would mean that they had been like on and off when they went 11-0 to start the season. But the three losses they had they looked atrocious. They looked bad. They Real looked bad. Really bad. And like, yeah, we can look back at this season and, and look at some of those 11 wins in a row and be like, oh, well, they kind of eked one out there. But I mean... In the history books, a win's a win. Win's a win. So it's, it's yeah, of course we can look at it like that, but if we do look at the losses, like you said, they are ugly. They're not. They're, they're bad yeah, they're and bad. nothing works. But, I mean, does that bode well for them, though, that they only lose when everything goes atrocious, like everything is bad, horribly wrong? They kind of always won that way, now that I think about it. And what's, the, the way they lost those three games and had to come back against Indianapolis and the win they did have, I just don't think I can agree with Mike Tomlin resting his players for, for two reasons, right? Like, fuck these fools up. <laughs> this like, division game. You could have stopped them from getting in the playoffs. Second of all, yeah. second of all, get your team into a rhythm. You think after that one win at Indy, like, everything's all, it's a fix-all? Like, losses make mountains out of molehills. Wins cover up holes, and you forget about them. And that's what the example that I see here is like, you know, when you lose, you can say, this is what we did wrong, this is what we did wrong. When you win, you're like, ah, everything's good, we won. Ah, we won, it's all good. And then, you, yeah, so I don't think you can, I don't think it's wise to do that, but I understand it, going to the playoffs, Ben is old, you know, you want it to be healthy going in, you're going to have to play Cleveland again, you don't know what could happen in any given play. So I, I get it, I guess, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you think if they end the season with the Ravens that they play their starters, or do you think the same thing happens? No, I think the same thing happens. Like they clearly didn't give a shit, like about stopping whoever they were playing. Like they, like I said, they had an opportunity to stop Cleveland from making the playoffs. They didn't. They almost did with their fucking backups. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they could have really done it, and they didn't. So I think it's Baltimore. No, same thing. Yeah. Um, same result. We would have got Big Ben not starting, and none of those guys really. Tampa Bay went ahead and clinched that uh, five seed. Five seed, yeah. Five seed. Okay, so I think I said this very early on this season, that t- and now that we know that the road goes through Lambeau, it-, it ain't fucking happening. For Tom? For Tom. It ain't fucking happening. It's not happening for Tom. I mean, number. I think they would have to get through. Oh, no, they would have to. They, they might play, like, if they do get like make a longer run. I don't think they would run into the Saints first. I think they would run into Green Bay first. Just if if things Cause work then, out. Yeah, because Green Bay would play the lowest seed yeah. to come out of those games. So we'll, we'll get at that. But yeah, I, I think it's possible for them to beat Green Bay. I think it's possible for the Bucks to beat Green Bay. But they run into the Saints again, that's it. That's it. They've got their number. But I still understand how hard it is to beat a team three times in a season. So That's extremely hard. Yeah, and that kind of takes us to the game that they actually played this weekend, right? They played Atlanta for their second time of their divisions. And it... It, it wasn't like the last time they played. No, Brady looked good. <laughs> Brady, looks, Brady has looked good the last few games. Yeah. So Brady's rounding into playoff form. 
Mike Evans gets hurt in that game, but he's day-to-day, so we probably see him back next week. But Antonio Brown, it, it was like they didn't fucking skip a beat, man. It wasn't fair. Yeah. If Mike Evans goes down, you're like, oh, fuck. And then it's like, oh, no worries. Oh, don't worry. Was, we, we have Antonio Brown. throw it to Antonio Brown. And for, don't forget, I already threw a touchdown to Chris Godwin today. And if those both, something happens, well, I do have uh, Gronk running down here. Oh, reliable. It's just, it's not fair, the offensive weapons there. But I still... I still don't see them winning three road playoff. We'll get to the playoffs in a little bit, but yeah. but in this game, there wasn't a lot to see except Brady looks looks good. Brady looks good. That's it. That's all I want to take from that game. Yeah, he, he looks solid. He looks like the Hall of Famer that he is, straight up. Right. Did you want to talk about the Cowboys and the Giants? I did just for the just so it's going to build up something I'm going to talk about later, right? But if you didn't know this, both those teams had a shot at playoffs by beginning with winning that game. Yep, that's what yeah. you had to do. Start out, start out winning that game. Take care of home. Take care of yourself. Right. You know. I'll tell you what. Ugly win from the Giants. Uh, yeah. Typical loss from your Cowboys. If it had been reversed, would have been the same. An ugly win for the Cowboys. Yeah. Typical loss for the Giants. Okay. Which puts the Giants when they win that game at six and ten. Now they wait. They wait till Sunday night for the Eagles Washington Football Team game. We will get there. But at that point, Giants have high hopes. Six and ten. They're like, okay, okay, yeah. we can we can make it. Into the playoffs with this, but yeah. I have to rely on somebody else and never want to do that. Um, so briefly, we talked about that, but there's also the Chicago Green Bay game, which not a lot to talk about there, except that despite the loss, Chicago was still in because Arizona lost. Exactly. Green Bay locked up the number one seed. There were, there were three things that like could have happened. Like The one, two, and three seed in the NFC could have been all mixed up depending on what happened. Well, nothing changed. No. Green Bay, <laughs> for anything to happen, Green Bay needed to lose. Yes. Right. For anything to happen, Green Bay needed to lose. Saints needed to lose. Well, and then depending on if the Saints win and Seattle win, those could all be three yeah. jumbled in different ways. But going into Week 17, it was Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. Coming out of Week 17, Green same Bay, thing. Orleans, nothing changed. Seattle. So there were a lot of things that could happen that were like, okay, they were watching each other's games like pretty avidly, and then... No, Packers started blowing him out. Saints started blowing him out. Seattle was not blowing him out. <laughs> for the for the close games we had, there was an equal amount of blowouts on Sunday. And, I mean, that Green Bay game turned into a blowout. And then a game that didn't start off as a blowout, the, the score indicates it was, it was a two-score game, but another playoff-implicating game, Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Yeah. So that game wasn't, like, tightly wrapped up in a bow. Okay, like old Noodle Arm put him in harm's way a couple of times. I'm talking about Phillip Rivers. Like Jacksonville had a couple chances there in the second half. They kept the game interesting, and for a second there I was like, are you fucking serious? Are the Indianapolis Colts going to lose to the 1-14 Jags and deny that, like deny themselves a fucking playoff well, berth? You know, that would kind of be, it would be poetic because... The Jags started out 1-0 and against the Colts, mm-hmm. and then lost 14 straight, and then if they just bookended the seasons with wins against the Colts, I wouldn't know how to think about the Colts. I, I would be so confused as to what happened. Like, yeah, you can say a divisional game, but like, that should never happen. No, 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 no. That no. should never happen. So it was almost, ah, oh, beautiful. I would have enjoyed it. Almost I would have enjoyed beautiful. it a lot. So, yeah, Indianapolis wins, and because Miami loses... They're in. Yeah. And they were looking for the Tennessee loss because if Tennessee would have lost, 
then they move, they, they leapfrog the and take the division. That did not happen, but that what a fucking game that was. That came down to it. Just to kind of... Obviously, we're going to talk about that game, but I want to talk about a couple things first. Derrick Henry needs about 220-something yards to get to 2,000 yards in a season. If you don't follow football as closely as Ed and I do, that doesn't happen very often. I think that's happened, what, seven different players have done it, right? And the list goes, you know, Barry Sanders, Jamal Lewis, Terrell Davis, Chris Johnson, also a Titan. Oh, yep. Uh, OJ. In 14 games, he did it. That's right. That was before we had 16-game season. So, it's actually, if you look at it, uh, Barry Sanders also did it in 14 games. But in the last 14 games of the season. So the first two games, he was honestly ass. And then the last 14 games of the season, he was able to rack up 2,000 yards. Wow. So, I mean, that... Barry So the names we're saying, and Adrian Peterson's on that list too. Yeah. The names that I'm saying here are like with legendary running backs. Yeah. Okay, so Derrick Henry needed 224 yards, I think, coming into this game. In a game, he needed that. People don't rush for 200 yards in a game. It doesn't happen very often. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's like, just like once a season. At once, I'd say once every like three seasons, maybe right. somebody does that. Running backs are happy when they get 100 yards in a game. Yep. That's a century mark. It's really good. It's really yep. nice. 1,000 y- yards in a season is really nice. Okay, so we're talking 200 in a game, 1,000 in a season. This motherfucker. He ran for 250 yards. Yes, he ran <laughs> for 250 yards. And so he gets to 2,000, and they win that game in crazy fashion. Another heartbreak for Houston, man. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of the season, you know, I keep saying this, they had this super hard schedule, this super tough schedule, and it was like I've never seen before, which is true. I, I still think it's true. But then they just never picked it up from there. I don't think they ever recovered, and they just keep making mistakes and, you know, we could attribute that to a lot of different things. They lost a lot of their players. They don't have a number one wide receiver. They got rid of Bill O'Brien, so they don't have an actual coach. But, like, but I think things bode well for them next year, okay? Maybe they're not going to have a death trap of a first part of the first half of the year. And maybe they can pick up a coach that actually helps Deshaun Watson and just puts some pieces around him. Because he had a very quiet, like, he had a quietly amazing year he did he did and he really did um so it just hopefully they can put some other better pieces around him because four and 12 does not look good no it doesn't and you think about like how bill o'brien i mean you know what really fucking help if they had the number three draft pick yeah so fuck bill o'brien good thing he is gone but like i don't know I, i this team is underachieving this Texan team. 100%. The Titan team on the other side of this, they win the division, they're in the playoffs, and we'll talk about them when we get to the playoff talk, yep. which we need to get to here pretty soon. But I want to leave it off. Well, Seattle won, but they didn't really move. They, yeah, nothing nothing happened with them because New Orleans won right, and Green Bay won. Right. Um, really, all I want to do is give props to Tyler Lockett and to DK. They both set records in the same drive for Seattle franchise records. That's right. I didn't uh, see that. So, yeah, Lockett now has 100 receptions on the season. Uh, never happened before for a Seattle Seahawk. And then DK breaks Steve Largent's longtime record, 35-year record of 1,287 yards in a season. Um, so, amazing for him. And 
people forget about Steve Largent or just don't even think about Steve Largent. They don't. So for those of you who don't know, Steve Largent was the Jerry Rice before Jerry Rice was Jerry Rice. When Steve Largent retired, he held the record for touchdown receptions, for receiving yards, and for receptions. So for DK to break that record, like, yeah, I know those records have long since passed uh, for career-wise, but for franchise, good on him. Like, good for him. It, it's fantastic. No, I don't think enough can be said because as the short as the existence of the Seahawks have been, obviously they have not been in the league as long as a lot of the other teams, but they still have had some good names come through, and it's a fucking travesty that Largen isn't talked about more often. Yeah. And this is not coming from a Seahawks fan. This is coming from a fucking someone who used to hate the Seahawks because they were <laughs> in the same division as me. Right. The final game of the night had major playoff implications. Yeah. And when I say major, I don't mean major at all because it was for the NFC East. Yeah. Okay, which we know has been a fucking joke all season. Now, for Washington, it's win and you're in. For the Eagles, they're not getting in. They're they're not getting in. They're they're just kind of there. And um, they can stop Washington from doing it. They can play a competitive game. Okay, and before I go any further, I want to fucking say this. There were three other games that I can just think of off the top of my head with teams with no playoff implications or, like, chances to stop playoff implications, playing for essentially nothing that played their fucking hearts out yesterday, okay? Minnesota, Detroit, great game. They were Huge fucking, game. It was a slugfest. Yeah. Okay? And then... I mean, you, you still had Seattle almost lose to the 49ers. Now, right. it wouldn't have changed anything for Seattle, but... That's a division game. You go out there and you play your heart out. That's what you do. Seattle had to come back in that game. Seattle Seattle scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win that game. Right. And then I want to talk about and the Houston game, where Houston wasn't fucking not even playing for shit. Now, they had a reason to win against Tennessee, but they played hard anyways. The Raiders-Broncos, they both fucking wanted it. Yeah. That game came down to the wire. Yep. Yep. For for nothing. For yeah, for for essentially nothing except for Pride. A, a win or a loss. A win or a loss. So then this takes us to that Sunday night game because fuck what Doug Peterson don't lie to us. We're the audience. We're the consumer. We watch football every weekend. We're not stupid. So don't fucking lie to me. Just say it. Don't fucking lie. Don't even say it. Just don't fucking lie. Some of the commentary that was going on like was from Collinsworth from and Collinsworth? fucking Al Michaels. Yes, was they were trying their hardest to, number one, just not shit on them. Right. And, and number two, not say how blatant this tanking was. We'll say the word. They were tanking. They were tanking. And I don't give a fuck about Giant fans or the Giants. Them, what You know what even pissed me off more than what Doug Peterson and the Eagles did? And I don't want to say the Eagles. We'll just, just Doug fucking Peterson. What pisses me off more is these in fucking Giant fans that are like, oh, hey, like... You've ruined the integrity of the game and you we missed our chance because of you. It's like, motherfucker, win more than six games next season, you lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear you complain. <laughs> My God. I just I just wanted the Eagles to win uh, so that Seattle wasn't the worst playoff team ever. The worst... Well, they're not the worst playoff team no, ever. Seven and nine. They were seven and nine, but like... The, wor- the team with the worst record that goes into the playoffs. Because they're definitely not the worst playoff team. They won that game against the Saints when they went in. Right. But, yeah, let's have the Giants go on the record at 6-10 and 10 so they can take that, you know, dark spot. But didn't happen. No, it didn't. And so, yeah, that's all I want to say. Fuck Doug Peterson. His own players and staff were 
so against it, you could tell. So fuck Doug Peterson, and but more so fuck Giant fans that think that it's the Eagles' <laughs> fault they didn't make the playoffs. Fuck um, those guys. Definitely, uh, with the press conference after the game, Doug Peterson looked like uh, those germs from the Musinex commercial. He straight up just looked like a germ. Especially, like, in, you know, he's easy and green as well, so it's like, you fucking germ. So, that guy, um, never seen blatant tanking like that before, so good on you, I guess. No, okay, let's, yeah, let's leave that behind now, let's, let's jump into playoffs here. Talk about playoffs for, uh, ten minutes or so. Okay, okay, do you want to start with AFC, NFC, what are you uh, thinking? I, actually, let's break it down, and, because we have, we're gonna have, un, unbeknownst to my poor wife... We're gonna have two days of football this weekend. Yeah. Right. We're gonna have Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Poor thing. Poor thing. So the first game on Saturday, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Buffalo's so hot right now. Buffalo's hot right now. That Buffalo's so hot right now. <laughs> um, goodness, I okay. So there's a lot that goes into this because I had chosen the Steelers to lose their last five games. The one game that they did, the single game that they won was against the Colts, which, well, then made the Colts come out and perform not so hot against the Jaguars. So they're not as hot as I thought they would be, which would put them, like, this was my dark horse team to make a long run. It was. Uh, So them not being as hot... I, I think it's still possible for them to do it. You never know what's going to happen because that rushing attack with Johnson Taylor. I mean, he did have 256 yards last game. He, he, 53. I mean, 253, yeah. yeah. He was excellent. Of course, it's against a Jaguar defense. But that's outlandish no matter who it is. That's crazy. That's insane. It's the Bills, though. Buffalo's too hot. It's, it, Buffalo's really hot right now. but like They've peaked I'm, at I'm, the right time. I'm still taking... The Colts for the Dark Horse team because, well, if they win, absolutely, that's an upset. And then if they win this, they go they they go far. Honestly, they go very far in knocking out the number two seed. It is the Bills game to lose. It really is. I mean, they're... But I'm, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah. Bills Mafia, I've heard you. <laughs> I've heard you for years and uh, I'm taking Buffalo. All right, and that's the morning Saturday game, yeah? 10 10 05. You know, I I can't enjoy this three game Saturday, Sunday shit because, like, then it just feels like football again, like, all day. It's it's 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and the night game. Mm hmm. I I can dig it. I can, I can, I can dig it. Can my wife dig it? Probably not. Oh, no. Oh, no. With basketball season starting up, too, it's just, it's not a good, it's not, it hasn't been great here at the Nailson House. (laughs) The second game that day. Rams at Seattle. Okay, of course, this is the game I'm looking forward to most. Well, I and just to kind of throw this in there, they're not sure if Jared Goff is going to be back. Yeah, from his, from his surgery. Yeah, so that that is huge. I mean, that is crazy. But can't expect him to come out like they did against Arizona this past week and, and win against Seattle. Especially not with the way that they had. Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. The way they had him playing, like he was Wolfer or something. Yeah, but they had him doing like a lot of options a lot of quarterback draws he was running the ball a lot and that's one thing seattle is good at is stopping the run so i don't think it works um well definitely they're not good at stopping the pass so because they made a turnaround yeah it's it, they made a big turnaround but i am terrified because aaron donald was like yeah we want seattle he said this he said this 
Aaron Donald was like, yeah, we want Seattle. And I was like, I don't like that. No, you don't, Aaron Donald. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like that. You know what? Shut, shut up. So that that terrifies me, 100%. Uh, but I, I will always take Seattle at home. I know the 12th man isn't there, um, but they still went 7-1 seven at one, seven and one, uh, at home, quote-unquote, this year. So home field advantage still does play a part. And the lone home game that they lost was against the Giants for some reason. So I don't know what happened there. I don't either. Um, I don't think anybody still does. But I take Seattle at home I, any day of the week. I, I'm taking Seattle in this game, but it has nothing to do with the home field. I think the only home field that fucking matters in these playoffs is Lambeau. Yeah. Um, if, if, the Gi- if the Patriots were in the playoffs, then I would also say Foxborough. But in these playoffs, it's Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, your so, guys is the biggest well, allure of your guys is playing at home is your 12th man, which we know is not there right not now. Not there anymore. So why do you choose Seattle for this? For this uh, well, Goff or not, uh, I just think Seattle is the better team. I think that the defense has really taken strides to correct its ineptitudes in the first half of the season. Yeesh. And I think that this is the time of year where Russ really, you know, I haven't heard Russ cooks in a while because he hasn't been cooking, but this is the time of year that Russ typically does cook. Very true, very true. All right, so what's our night game for Saturday? Tampa Bay has to travel to the wash the I'm sorry, what the seven and nine Washington football team? The seven and one seven and nine Washington football team. All right, they gotta go there. Upset alert. This could has potential upset alert to be an upset. <laughs> I mean, obviously it would be an upset, but like there's a I think this is of all the games being played this weekend, this one has the most chance. Just because that fucking Washington front four is nasty. It's scary. And Brady ain't mobile. It's scary. Brady and ain't going nowhere. You see Chase Young shouting, I want Tom? Yes. Oh, yeah. So he wants to, he wants to sack Tom. He wants to sack Tom Brady. Like, if they win or lose, Chase Young wants to sack Tom Brady. He's going to. And that's scary. He's going to sack him. I don't think he is. I don't think Chase Young is going to sack him. Tune in next week. <laughs> Chase I, Young's going to sack him. I think he will get sacked, but not by Chase Young. They're going to be doubling him up like crazy. He's going to break it. He's going to break through. He's going to squeeze his way in there. But So, you know, going back to the Washington football team and Eagles game, I'm just even more upset with the Eagles as well because they didn't win that game so that then Brady would have to go to New York to play the Giants. <laughs> We all know how he does against them. And we and I we could just do it again. Let me see that again. So, I mean, but do the Washington football team keep with this standard of these losing teams that win a division, they win their first playoff game. Both yeah. Atlanta not Atlanta, excuse Carolina. me, Carolina and Seattle won their first playoff games at seven and nine and seven, eight and one. I think I was just hype like two minutes ago. I don't think Washington's going to be terrible. I've been thinking about it. And there's no fucking way that anemic-ass Washington football team offense can keep up with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, all receiving passes from Tom Brady. I love Alex Smith. I love what he's done. I love what he's represented this season. But there's just no comparison there. This is one of the biggest, like, lopsided games of the year. Yes. Well, I mean, of the... I, I I would say of the year, like it, look, look at what on paper they're working with. On paper, look at what each team is working with. Yeah, on paper, like rosters. Yeah, okay, we can go with that. All right, sorry. Uh, rest in peace, Washington football team. 
I do. I don't know. I I'm st- I'm actually gonna take the football team. Okay. Well, I'm taking Tampa Bay, but I'm also taking Chase Young is gonna sack Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving into Sunday, our first morning game is going to be Baltimore has to go to Tennessee. Now this is a rematch of what? A playoff matchup last year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In which Back Tennessee won with MVP Lamar Jackson last year. Right. And he was stuffed. He was. Destroyed. He couldn't do anything that game. Lamar Jackson could do nothing that game. But these last... They are on a five-game winning streak. They are hot right now. These Ravens are hot. They are hot. I'm taking Baltimore. Taking Baltimore? Yeah. Road team? And a bird team. And a bird team. We only have, what, two bird teams in the playoffs? Yeah. Seattle and Baltimore? Yeah. Um, I, I... I want a bird Super Bowl. I want a bird bowl too. That would, nothing would make me happier than a bird bowl. Uh, but Baltimore's not going to stop Derrick Henry or AJ Brown or Janu. But is their defense going to stop Baltimore's? Yes, yes. Their Baltimore is not what they were a year ago. So they're worse than they were a year ago, and they killed them a year ago. Yeah, but that was like. No one anticipated it. Like, everyone had Baltimore, and they were, like, confident and cocky. It was kind of a write-off. Yeah. Like, Baltimore's going to win It ain't this. that way this year, boy. It is it is not that way. Uh, it's The odds are more even than last year, for sure, but this is a big rematch. Huge rematch. Right, that's why I think, you know, Lamar's got to get those demons off his back. He's been getting talk, shit-talked all year. He's going to come out with a big performance in the wildcard weekend, and they're going to win in Tennessee. For the sake of Lamar, for his legacy, he needs to win this. Yes, he does. He needs to prove that he is not just a regular season phenom. And I think he knows that, too. So, I mean, that's kind of what he was about last year. He was like, yeah, I can get MVPs all day, whatever, but I, I want to win over anything. Um, I, I don't think they have enough to get over Tennessee. Uh, the, really, the mark of a team is winning ugly, and I don't think Baltimore can win ugly. We know that Tennessee can. Yeah. Okay. Afternoon game. All right. Chicago, New Orleans. <sighs> I got New Orleans. Do we have to talk about this no, one? No, we don't. Because Mitchell Trubisky is like... This team is worse than the football team. Yeah, they're... They're 8-8, eight eight, but... They're, they're bad. They're worse than the 7-9 watching football team. Yes. Like, th- this is even... Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I don't know, like... This might be more lopsided than Washington football team yeah. versus, versus Tampa Bay. Yeah. If if Arizona would have won that game to... This, I think this would be a better game. This would be a better game. If if it was Arizona and New Orleans... Mm-hmm. I that, love watching Kyler play. Yeah, that sounds like an entertaining game. Yeah, no one's like, oh, I can't wait to see Breeze versus Trubisky. No one's saying that. No one's saying that. Except his parents. Trubisky... Bands, fairs... Ba- Wow. Bears fans aren't even saying this. No, no, no. It's it, This is a kind of foregone conclusion. Like, yeah, you made it in, but, like, this is just for, like, stats, really. Yeah. Like, this Saints team. They didn't even win their last game. I mean, I this Saints team, they're 12-4, and four, so they're not, like, crazy. They're not, you know, 15-1, 14-2. Nothing crazy. Um, but they're they're an okay 12-4. and four. I mean, they could have lost some of the games that... They did win. 
But I, I think this is a suspect New Orleans team because half of their wins are against their division. They, they did sweep the division. They've never done that before, but they went 6-0 against the NFC South. But with losses to Green Bay, Las Vegas. And the Eagles and the Chiefs. That's right. So, th- like, some weird wins. Yeah. Well, not so, weird wins, but some... So, two losses that are like, I get it, Packers and Chiefs. Right. The two number one seeds. Yep. And then two losses that you're like, okay... We lost to the Raiders, who were hot at the moment. They were. They were very hot right there in the beginning of the season. But they lost to the Eagles in Week 13. That's right. I remember because that was Taysom Hill. Or 14. Taysom Hill started his last game, I think. Yes. And I think I called that because because there was no way that Taysom Hill was going to go undefeated in that streak that he was holding it down for Drew Brees. It was the perfect storm of things. Yeah. I mean, so just, just a little sus 12-win team. Okay. That's but still gonna blow out. The they're players. still they're still gonna win, for sure. But just a little sus. I don't think they make it to, if if they make it to the NFC Championship game, they one hundred percent do not win. All right, and then we finish off with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Oh man, what a game! I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna turn out to be a big one. I think I said everything I needed to say about this game earlier, and I wish I wouldn't have, but I, that's where I stand on it. With Pittsburgh always being the big brother, and without Kevin Stefanski directing the ship, and Big Ben healthy, this could get ugly. This is one of those games, like we've been talking about all season with the Bills, that the Bills could come up, and then this is their shot to really take that. This is now Cleveland's shot to just punch big bro back deck him kind of i don't know if that happens until big ben is done in five years <laughs> i mean they they have all these pieces right they have all of the pieces like their their rosters are not that much different they kind of play the same way so we'll we'll see what happens, but they definitely have the, an edge with their coaching staff, with Mike Tomlin being the Hall of Fame coach that he is, and De- Stefanski not even going to be at the game, not even attending the game. That is 100% the edge going to Pittsburgh. So, like, edge, Pittsburgh, absolutely. Um, I think they're going to win. I'm taking Pittsburgh. But, blah. <sighs> it's, I hope it's, it's a good game. It's Yeah, I hope it's a good game. It's... If, now or never for Cleveland. I don't know if it's now or never, but it's definitely like, now. <laughs> okay, that uh, will take us into weird stats. Weird stats. Before we get into hot route. Weird stats. I got I got two that are really just one. Okay, okay. okay. So, crazy NFL fact, or stat, however you want to look at it. If the Kansas City Chiefs win their divisional game, they will become the first team in history to host three straight AFC championship games. The only other team to do that is in the NFC. The 2002-2004 Eagles, both teams coached by Andy Reid. Yep. Just insane, insane numbers, stats. Like, that doesn't happen. No. That doesn't happen. So, I mean, that almost happened with the Patriots, uh, 
you know, through the 2010s, mm-hmm. but due to Peyton Manning and due to, oh, I forget who else, but that basically stopped the Patriots from having like a six game streak of that. But of course we can talk about what ifs all we want. Andy Reid himself has done it twice. Right. And then I have to read this one. Okay. Okay. Well, what, what do you got? Okay, and the weird stat of the week for me is Scorigami. Now, do you know what Scorigami is? Yeah, it's like a score that's never happened before, right? Yes. So it is a score in an NFL game, or I guess any game. It's more common in the NFL. But a score that has never happened before. So most scores, you know, and this Scorigami website really only counts up to like 60, 70 points. Uh, So within 70 by 70 square, the score of the Bills and Dolphins game has never existed before. Wasn't it like 56-25 or something? 56-26. Yeah, that's weird. Very strange one. Very strange one. So like, yeah, most of the scores have happened. Like generally we'll see a score, you know, like 20 to 17 is a super common score. 24-17. you know, we've seen that before. So that is one that has not happened before. Okay, and we have to end on this one. Okay. Because this is probably the most meaningless, yet most fantastic fucking stat. Okay. Okay. The total net yards of the Vikings this year was 6,292 yards. The total net yards for their opponents is 6,292 yards. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do with this information, but it's real. Okay. 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 All right. (laughs) So, uh, without further ado, let's get in the hot route. I don't know exactly how we're doing it today. I say one, one, one and one. You get one, I'll get one. Oh, shit, okay. Since we will not be returning uh, for a Friday episode. Blue 17! Blue 17! I don't... What is hot route? Hot route! Red 7, red 7, red 7! Hot route! (laughs) That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. So, what team in the NFC has the best chance of going into Lambeau and winning? I think the Bucks. Didn't I say that earlier? I think you did. I think you said they could. I just want to know if you didn't think maybe another team could. No, no. Uh, okay, so New Orleans already got beat earlier by the Packers. Yep. Seattle is historically bad in, in Lambo. Historically bad. And well, the Bucks are going to beat the football team probably. I th- I think I don't know, we'll see about that one. But I think the really the only team that can go into Lambo and win is the Bucks. They they have all of the pieces that I think they can win ugly. They have a solid run game and they have all these different receivers and they have a staunch defense. So I think, if anything, that is the one team that could stop this Packers run. And God forbid give Brady his chance at a seventh ring. I hate you <laughs> for mentioning that. <laughs> Fuck is your hot route. <laughs> okay, my hot route is, besides the two number one seeds, what would be one of the most entertaining, or what would what Super Bowl would you like to see? Bird Bowl. You want the Bird Bowl? I want running quarterbacks. Oh. <laughs> I want Russ, old school running quarterback. 
with Lamar, new school running back. Oh, man. I, you know, that's never, like, of all of the combinations of teams that we have, like, wouldn't a Baltimore-Seattle Super Bowl just look fucking weird? It would look weird. I'm about it. <laughs> you know, I do it. I absolutely am. Yes. I'm 100% about it. Because I think Seattle could take that team. I think Seattle could take that Baltimore team. Absolutely. I think they could, too. Let's make Bird Bowl happen. Bird Bowl 2021. Bird Bowl... Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, man, I love that. I was unprepared for that. I dig that. I, even though you said it 20 minutes ago. You, still... think, you didn't think I was serious. No, I didn't. No, I was dead serious. All right, that's it. That's all the time we got left. Uh, <laughs> once again, just reiterating, we will not be back Friday, uh, given to unforeseen circumstances. So uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with two episodes. Yeah, re- review, you know, our uh, what we think is going to happen than what actually happens. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. We'll see how wrong we are. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm always wrong, so whatever I said, just take it the other way, and it's probably a safe bet. But if you lose money, well, don't bet. That's just, it. Just yeah. don't. Just don't. All right, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Ed. And this has been Almost Agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.